0: Hello and welcome to this Lloyd's List podcast. Shipping is a competitive business for which information opens opportunities and opportunities bring money. Inviting competitive businesses to divulge information for the good of something bigger than themselves has always been an uphill task. But we're uh, we're told the stakes are higher now than ever along with manufacturing, energy, agriculture and all the rest that makes an economy work. Maritime and the wider logistics supply chain must consider the carbon footprint. Shipping must strive to become a zero-harm industry, but it cannot walk alone in this. It must collaborate up and down the sectors. So what does it mean to collaborate in shipping? Who should we collaborate with and to what purpose? How does collaboration work with competitors, defined as people who want to take our business away from us? Now, one company exploring the benefits of collaboration is RightShip, a business in transition. Chief Strategy Officer Taran Merotra spent almost a decade in maritime with Vartzilla, DNV, Jardine Matheson, and LR before joining Rainmaking to pursue investments and innovation with new ventures and corporates. Taren, therefore, has a background in traditional maritime and next-gen startups, and he's seen collaboration from several perspectives. Welcome to this podcast, Taren. I'd like to begin by stepping back uh, before collaboration. What does rightship mean by zero harm?
1: First of all, thank you so much, uh, Richard, for having me on this podcast. I think the last time I was on this was about almost three years ago. And, you know, we were we were conversing about will entrepreneurs or are entrepreneurs required to bring about a change in the shipping industry? I think it's 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 been some time from that. Uh, and, you know, you ask a very pertinent question around zero harm. Traditionally, zero harm was seen from the lens of safety seen from the lens of safety and then eventually environment and increasingly it's now been seen from the lens of human sustainability as well uh, we at rightship we have a f- vision that is firmly centered around zero harm and we are also quite conscious that it is not just about having a vision we have to make it come to life and the way we think about this is to have to enable transparency in, across the value chain when it comes to zero harm uh, and the way we think about zero harm is from the lens of you know the planet the people the society at large because let's face it shipping industry is not an isolated industry we are a derived demand we are here to move goods and depending on which report you pick up we we still sort of move we are the conveyor belt of the global trade so i think it's increasingly important for the role of the shipping industry in global trade to have zero harm as a key operating principle not just within the industry, but also how we collaborate and sort of serve our customers outside the shipping industry.
0: So then why is it important to challenge the the, the age old ways of doing shipping? Have we been wrong in the past?
1: Well, that's a very, very interesting question to ask. You know, the provocative side of myself would like to say that, you know, we we somewhere as an industry became complacent. Uh, But I'm going to take a little more constructive and an optimistic view here. Uh, Look, it was not just sort of domicile and shipping the challenges of, you know, if, if it wasn't asked, don't tell or wait for the regulation to bring about transparency. But I think if you look at a macro trend, if you look at society at large, if you think about us as individual consumers in the world. All of us are increasingly demanding greater transparency from the stakeholders, from companies, from institutions, from governments, from countries at large. Now, that has got a direct impact on how some of the industries or most industries have to get their act together. So it's not just a response to regulation. Now, if you think about what does it mean in shipping, right? At the end of the day, shipping industry is part of the global supply chain. Now, when large companies think about creating transparency across their supply chain, there is a knock-on impact on how shipping behaves, on how shipping needs to serve its customers, and how shipping needs to report its performance. How shipping needs to think about the ship on a you know a cruise vessel coming into a very very busy town. I think gone are the days where it can start spewing out you know dark smoke because there would be citizens. Uh, that would start questioning because increasingly us as a society, we are becoming a lot more aware of what's happening. And I think that is the key principle that shipping needs to come to terms with. And I think that is one of the reasons why, you know, at, at least in my sort of a decade and a half experience, I'm quite excited that if you think about decarbonization as an example, we are not just waiting for regulation. There are companies within the maritime industry, there are not just customers, ship owners, charters who are proactively trying to move the needle beyond what is just required by the regulation. And I think that is the exciting opportunity for shipping at large.
0: So so let's, let's talk about collaboration um, for the greater good. Um, it's not easy for a competitive business, is it? What examples are there in your experience of competitors collaborating to the benefit of both parties?
1: I think you know we have again we have sort of beaten the shipping industry if if i just take a shipping industry view here that look um, information arbitrage is my bottom line uh, i i think that's that's incorrect if you start unpacking that a bit let me give you a very very specific example safety performance cannot be a competitive advantage let, let's think about it right one life lost is is far too many right you, yes there is, it is seen as if you have a better safety performance, you have potentially more competitive. But I think safety is a space where, you know, there has to be unquestionable collaboration incident happening in one particular company. The lessons learned should be shared across the industry. And we are at RightShip, you know, seeing a lot of good examples where ship managers are coming together to collaborate around this particular issue in the industry. Right. Uh, again, why are we doing this? Uh, we are not just doing it from the goodness of the heart of course that's one of the reasons but at the end of the day it is it is seen as a key requirement a key operating principle because the society is demanding such kind of collaboration right Um, and then if you have as an industry we have to look at some of the other industries where competitors have come together and you know still collaborated on aspects right yes we don't have to give out trade the secret but 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 let's let's sort of uh, use the lessons learned the other example would be decarbonization right where the industry is still finding out answers around you know what's you know which is the silver fuel you know the silver bullet of the future fuel my own personal view it's going to be a portfolio fuel but let's not go there i think there are a lot of lessons that ship owner managers and charters alike can start sharing on how they are testing new technologies on board some of their vessels, because let's face it, not all experiments would be successful. Then why repeat an a failed experiment? It is expensive. Can you share that knowledge across the value chain? And I think increasingly, I'm I'm I, I am based out of Singapore. The tone of collaboration in an you know IMC or, or maritime uh, center like Singapore is, is that of coming together. Yes, um, and. All is not rosy. We we still have to sort of sort out the the sort of the framework of collaboration on you know on data exchange standards on my data is not your data, but I still want to you know showcase uh, what I can share with you. And there are technological solutions around how we can do that.
0: So, so let's think about Rightship itself. It's, it's a company in, in in transition. Now, you're Chief Strategy Officer at Rightship. Um, so you're involved in this at a, at a, at a granular level. Um, how would you like to see Rightship working with the industry going forward?
1: If you think about Rightship's role that we have sort of played over the last little over two decades, we were formed to bring about transparency, essentially around the safety performance and over the years uh, our role you know has sort of you know increased from that of a wedding company to a wedding and a transparency company when it comes to safety data uh, environmental performance data and increasingly human sustainability data our nirvana moment would be where ultimately there is collaboration around the safety performance of the industry now at the nitty-gritties of it we have to We are laying the foundations. We are sort of not starting from scratch. We are using all the work that we have done. We have we work with charters, managers, uh, flag states, and port states on how we can resolve the safety performance challenges. How managers can come together and share know-how around some of these uh, issues in the industry. Our own role. Let me give you a very specific example because we transact on millions of data points uh, because of our own activity we have the ability to inform best practices um, on, on something very specific like enclosed space entry you know what we are seeing in the industry and now this is not just backed from the maritime expertise we have it is backed with our data insights coupled with our maritime expertise so we are able to sort of bring that together as a right ship and we see our role as you know uh, not just a company that's going to enable transparency, but increasingly playback uh, for 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 basically the good of the industry.
0: So, if you're an outward looking industry, you need a different talent and different competencies from inward looking industries keeping all their information to themselves. What kind of talent are you looking to hire in the future?
1: I think that's that's one of my favorite topics these days. I mean, um, I'm someone. Uh, you know, I've, I was quite lucky across my career to have great mentors, uh, centered not just in, in in the business of shipping, but also the technology of shipping. Um, and then I, if I look back into my own career, I would say those were the catalysts that enabled me to play the role that I'm currently able to play. Now, keeping that in view, if, if you think about the challenge of talent in the industry, again, there is no lack of technology. The technology exists, right? It's about finding the right talent and basically encouraging them to look at the maritime industry to solve our problems and then enabling them to solve those problems. So as Rideship, we're not unique in this, right? Uh, We use the power of technology to basically convert information into data, into analytics and insights. Our key challenge is to attract the new age talent into our own industry. And we have been quite successful. I mean, in fact, we now have our own technology vertical headed by a dedicated chief technology officer and who who comes from outside the industry. Uh, But then again, one of the other areas that that we we play our own little small role is to collaborate with academia, collaborate with business schools where basically work with young upcoming talent into the pipeline and explain to them the importance of the shipping industry that because at times what happens, your perception of the industry is, yes, this is not a new age industry, but let's let's face it, till 3D printing becomes the norm, we would still require ships to move energy, ships to move goods, ships to move raw material and ships to eventually move people as well.
0: The problem we've got, though, Taryn, is that we're competing for these data scientists and, 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 and other technology people with some of the household names of the world. How do we attract them to the, the shipping industry?
1: Well, looking at the current macro environment, uh, I I just want to give a very tongue in cheek response. The tech industry is going through its own challenges. uh, And that I feel at a very tactical level, it's a pretty unique opportunity. As one uh, very famous CEO from the tech industry said, there's no dearth of, uh, you know, jobs, uh, the tech jobs, but there could be a dearth of jobs in tech. Now, therein lies the answer, right? You have A lot of the tech talent today looking for opportunities. Now, the responsibility for us in the maritime industry is to showcase our industry, the importance of our industry, and more so the impact of the work that technology can have on defining the future of the industry. Because let's face it, it's not just enough to build technology solutions. It's how do you use them? How do you sort of collaborate across the business model of shipping? and then empowering these individuals right and then again i think the final key should of point from my side on this would be how do you use the maritime existing talent in collaboration uh, so the domain coming together with the tech talent to solve really pertinent problems
0: um, okay so Finally, um, Taryn, you've you've talked about going back to the drawing board and creating a whole new business model for uh, maritime. What would that business model look like, and and can you give us a suggested time frame as to when it would happen?
1: I, I wish, right, I I had a crystal ball but, you know on so and so day, then few years from now everything is going to be hunky dory, uh, but I don't. What what I know for a fact is we as an industry have to have. A risk appetite, and I always say this in in, in my sort of engagements with the industry, the risk appetite exists in the maritime industry. Look at all the new building speculations that get ordered or not get ordered and whatnot, right? So there is a commercial risk appetite. If we have to define and why do we have to define a new business model? Because our old ways of working was not just enough. Let me give you a very simple example. You know, when, when you had a vessel call into a port, you had reams of paper. That the vessel had to fill in for a particular port call and the vessel got cleared and the vessel did its business and left the vessel, uh, left the port. In today's day and environment, at least for some of the large ports, you can have that interaction in a digital environment. The vessels are increasingly connected. You have higher penetration of Internet and eventually higher penetration of high speed satellite connectivity coming on board. That would require us to think differently. How how do we sort of operate the vessels from a tech perspective, i.e. the you know the, the nuts and bolts of it? How do we sort of do the business of shipping? Do we need to rethink our commercial contracts, which have been rooted in centuries of tradition, which might sort of unlock a lot of efficiency from an environmental perspective? And that's what I mean by actually you know uh, thinking about the business model innovation. And I think that can only happen when you have willing participants across the value chain. So in a very simple terms, you see some examples of charters working with owner managers, forward leaning, to really think through that in a particular trade route, could they define a new model of collaboration, whether around green technology, which is not sort of only one-sided from a commercial perspective. Uh, and that's, that's where I think uh, we at Rightship are also very open to collaborate with different actors across the value chain to really think through what does zero harm mean for the future so it's not just about a tick mark exercise let's come together let's collaborate together let's really define what zero harm mean in a very very specific and a tangible manner
0: thank you Tara and I, I can see you're very uh, you're uh, really pushed in this direction that's fantastic um collaboration with uh, competitors has worked for industries such as cloud computing so pioneers in maritime are probably thinking along those lines uh, Whether shipping is ready to go back to the drawing board that Taryn has uh, suggested and build businesses from the grass roots remains to be seen. But what is certain is that shipping is being encouraged to explore the benefits of collaboration because, as Taryn has already made very clear, sustainability and good practice are team pursuits. Thank you, Taryn Merutra, Chief Strategy Officer at Wrightship. And thank you too for listening to this Lloyd's List podcast.